Hello and welcome to That's What People Do. We want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. It's for Christmas. It is Christmas Eve. By this time, I have finished work. At the minute, I'm dreading it, but at the time you're listening to this, I've finished. Completely done. You're off. I've been to the German market with my friends last night. Oh, I fucking love a German market. I'm sitting at home now thinking all I've got to do is eat tomorrow and just it's going to be so great. That's... Oh my God. I can't wait to talk about Christmas, man. I'm yeah. so excited. So so we're all feeling festive here. We're all cold. It's getting darker as we uh, as we record this. The shortest day is upon us. Mm. So let's, let's talk about a Christmas story, shall we? This is an episode we tried to release uh, previously. However... Unfortunately, the gods of technology did not favour us. Yeah, this episode us. was supposed to have come out on the 13th of December, but like we said, we, we've discussed it in uh, part one of Dickens. We yeah. had a big, big, big technical difficulty. So we did. So hopefully uh, this record's gone. gone. And we're re recording. Uh, so these exact notes that I'm about to tell to Ryan, he's heard a month ago. So I hope he's forgot. <laughs> I Genuinely, I have, to be fair, most of it. Um, and then after, it's only, it's, I'm not going to lie, the main content is quite short. But then after that, we're going to get all festive and we're just going to talk about Christmas. I've got some Christmas questions for Ryan. Yeah, we're going to enjoy it just because, you know, it's Christmas Eve. You guys, it's Christmas Eve. You're having a good time. You're focusing on tomorrow. You don't want to sit down and just have like, a, you know, another hours full of just content bastard. Yeah, you want to just enjoy it. Maybe think about what we're doing for Christmas. Think exactly. about your own Christmas. So but, let's just get into it. But if you are listening back to this from another time of the year and you just randomly listen to our podcast, like, happy March. Yeah, happy March, happy April. Uh, should we just cover all bases? Yeah. Happy January, uh, happy February, happy August. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the summer's going well for you. <laughs> or was it like five years in the future now? Saying like, how was that Tory austerity? Yeah, if you're listening to this in five years, the Tories have just been elected, so how's that gone? Are we <laughs> dead yet? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll listen back to it. Right. So let's crack on. So this episode is all about the uh, the ceasefire in World War One, where the German soldiers and the English soldiers put down their weapons for Christmas Day and came onto no man's land. Excellent. So during December 1914, something extraordinary happened. Europe was gripped by the First World War, with trench, war- trench warfare being the chosen method of combat. Now, peace at this time did seem a long way off. There was a lot of talk of we're going to be home by Christmas, but when Christmas quickly came around, everyone realised that that's not going to be the case. Berlin by Christmas, wasn't it? Exactly. And 1914, what they didn't realise is there's still four more years to go at this point. I imagine that. So, peace is a very long way off. Do you think, sorry to interrupt, do you think there are any um, soldiers who literally started in 1940 and made it to the end? I reckon so. Yeah. Do you think, like, when, do you think they ever look back and go, do you remember when we did this in fucking October and they said Berlin by Christmas? Mm. I've been here for four years. Yeah, I, I imagine so. I imagine, yeah, I can't see why not. Horrible, isn't it? World War One. like, if you're going to, like, this is a really fucked up statement, but if you're going to be involved in any World War, World War Two, World War One just seems like the chances of survival are a lot slimmer. Well, the thing with World War Two as well is that there was it was more of an idealistic uh, thing to fight against. It was mm. more like we are genuinely fighting for freedom, or whatever. World War yeah. One, you were just fighting because you were told to fight. Exactly. Whereas like, the, the Nazis were evil. I don't know who this Archduke Franz Ferdinand is. Yeah, who got I killed? It was a band. Wanted a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take me out. Well, uh, uh, weird. Franz Ferdinand got someone take me out. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. That's that's a mad story though. The fact they assassinated him, like they went to, and then it went wrong, and then they went to buy a sandwich, and then he just happened to come around the corner. Yeah, like, Fucking hell. Gavrilo Princip. And then they just killed Spotted him. Spotted him and was like, oh my god, that's him. <laughs> this is my chance. And went for it. 
and then World War One broke out. Well done, guys. Well done. Peace treaties everywhere. Like, oh, if someone attacks you, I've got your back, and then yeah. that one. Well, if that person attacks you, I've got your back, and then everyone kept doing that. She's like schooling it. I like, got you. I got you. Yeah, I got you. And then like, yeah, at least like you know, at least they all actually had each other's back. When you do it in school, no one's got your back. No, you get to the school gates, and everyone backs off. Yeah. Right. So Christmas had arrived. And what happened is, what I will always believe, one of the greatest moments in human history. Mad statement. I believe it to be true. Mm. So Christmas Eve, 1914, English soldiers heard their German foe singing Christmas carols in their native tongue, which I believe was um, Silent Night. Yeah, I've heard German Silent is, Night. Uh, gets thrown about. Still an act. Still an act. Because I had to sing it in a play once in school. Aww. Still an act. Heiligen act. I don't know the rest. Anyway. So they heard the Germans singing and they thought, oh, that's quite nice. So lanterns were lit up along the trench and eventually both sides were kind of singing together but also trying to like, outdo each other with how loud they're singing. Mm. I imagine it must have been great to listen to like because you're so used to listening to bombs and guns yeah. and suddenly all you can hear is singing. I imagine that was a very nice moment. So Christmas Day arrived and both sets of forces met on no man's land. They exchanged stories as best as they could telling each other about their home. They exchanged Christmas... Chris- what I can't speak today. They exchanged Christmas gifts and a game of football took place. Mm. Now, nobody actually knows who won, but I would 100% bet that the Germans did because it's football. England versus Germany. I want to find out who did. I'm sure we looked it up before and I'm sure the score was like 2-1. Yeah, I think we did look it up. Uh, I'm going to double check. And I think it was the Germans. I think you're right. Uh, let's have a look. Who so wh- won? While you're looking that up. The powers that be on both sides were not happy that the truce occurred, thinking it would cause a blow to fighting spirit. For once you humanise an enemy and realise they aren't so different from you, like, can you actually kill them? Which is a big moral question. Yeah, I mean, uh, was it a good soldier, someone who just, you know, kills about question? Ours is, but, ours is not to reason why, ours is but to do or die. Oh, I love that. Uh, the Germans won 2-1. Did they? Of course they did. I bet, bet it was penalties as well. Right. So, thanks to uh, findmypass.co.uk, here are some real-life letters sent home by soldiers involved in the truth, just so you can see what happened, because a lot of it is actually quite disputed. Mm-hmm. So, Rifleman Mallard. About 4.30 on Christmas Eve, we heard music and gathered that the Germans had a band in their trenches, but our artillery spoilt the effect by dropping a couple of shells right in the centre of them, and you can guess what became of the band, for we heard it no more. Ruined Christmas. You just fucking killed a band, you absolute arsehole. Ruined Christmas. Literally ruined Christmas. We were wondering if the Germans would agree to a couple of days' truce, and soon as it was dark, we were surprised to see Christmas trees stuck to the top of their trenches, lighted up with candles, and men sitting on the trench. We got out of our trench, exchanged a few cigarettes with the Germans and invited them to come over and have a drink and a smoke, but we did not like to trust each other at first. After a while, however, three of our officers started to go over and meet the German officers who were approaching them, their way being directed by a searchlight in the German lines. It made a fine picture to see those six officers between the two lines shake hands and smoke each other's cigarettes. The glow of the searchlight and all the boys gave a tremendous cheer and got quite excited about it. After a while, our officers returned, bringing with them souvenirs of the Germans. That's what it like. It just seems really nice. The fact you can put down your weapons and really stick it to the man. It is nice. The thing that I always think of when when I've heard this story, and it's only as I've got older do I think about it more. When I was younger, I was just like, oh, they just got out of the trenches. and went, oh, yo, Fritz, you want to play a football game? I mean, yeah, all right. Obviously, I guarantee you hardly any, not probably maybe one, out of that whole trench 
might understand a little bit of German. Yeah. They don't speak German. And I'll tell you, the, the Germans probably don't speak English much at all either. I think from what I've researched, the Germans were a lot better at English than the English were uh, Germans, which right? I think still rings through, it's true, still today. Rings true today. If you go to a foreign country, you're better speaking English to them because they'll probably have learned English. Yeah, I mean, when I went to Berlin, you might you might as well speak English because yeah. they all speak English back to you. They're, yeah. they're very good at it. it. Some of them are better than people I know speak English. I find that English-speaking countries are quite arrogant, the fact that we won't bother to learn. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of the most spoken languages in the world, isn't it? It's like that Spanish and... Um, Chinese. Chinese, But yeah. that's purely based on their population. Yeah. Um, but can you imagine... Uh, right, so I, I believe this to be true. The first year of World War One, 1914, mm-hmm. was very fast-paced and a lot of fighting yeah because um the, the plan was to outflank one another yeah so um the allies were going north towards the english channel to flank the germans and mm-hmm. come into belgium that way and uh the germans were doing the same trying to go east so up north and east into yeah. france flank the allies and win the war that was how they were going to win it because uh, the germans had the schlieffen plan which went through belgium that way yeah. which is why we got involved um and so that's how that's how that's how it got entrenched because every, it was called the race to the sea mm. because whoever could get there first would be able to then outflank the other. Yeah. Now they didn't. No one obviously managed to outflank one another. So what happened was they ended up going all the way up to the sea and dug in as they went along. Yeah. And then it got to the point where they were like, "Well, that's it now. There's nowhere else to go." Yeah. So now we have to just sit here, and that's when trench warfare began yeah. in, on, on the Western Front anyway, because obviously. Um, uh, actually, follow um, on YouTube the Great War. Head to the Great War on YouTube. Uh, there's a guy called Indy Nidell, and he did. 2014, he started. He started in 2014. He followed World War One a hundred years on, mm. week to week. That's sick. That's really and good it idea. went all the way up to 1918 uh, when it finished. Yeah. And it is fantastic. It's so full of information. It tells you literally not just the Western Front. It tells you the stories from all over the war. What happened that week, 100 years previously yeah. at that time. Anyway. That's a really good idea. Uh, it's very, very good. And it's continuing to go on now. It's called The Great War. It's now going on past The Great War and what's happening politically afterwards. It's very, very good. Head over there, check them out. It's really, really good. Um, but yeah, they were saying the race to the sea. Once they got to the sea, they dug in. There was nowhere else to go. That's when Trench War began. But can you imagine being that point where like you're sat there, you've been fighting quite relentlessly but if you're sat in your trench now you've been there for a couple of weeks and you are you're shelling each other imagine being that one guy who stood up and yeah. walked out the trench that takes the balls the fucking balls on that person I'd be terrified yeah because like like you just read there the English guys heard the band playing and were like bomb it mm. imagine being that one guy that got out of the trench yeah and went hello you know yeah I so I mean yeah, I love it. I love that so much. And the fact that they, they, they managed to, for however long, not fucking want to kill each other and realise that they're actually the, the human beings. Mm. You know? Um, and they exchanged gifts as well, like cigarettes and whatever, yeah. and food, rations. And There were a couple of stories I've heard of like officers looking over, trying to get a bit more logistics oh, and really? inf- in, intel yeah. whilst that was happening. So they, some of them used it to their advantage. Yeah. But, um yeah, for the most part, it was very humble and good. Yeah. Sorry, I, just, I felt like I needed to go on that no, tangent, no, it's man. all interesting. So this next letter is from an unknown private. Weird name. <laughs> About 5pm on Thursday, when in the trenches, our thoughts turned to home and Christmas Eve and we started singing a few carols. 
This seemed to cheer the Germans. They too began to sing. Now, conflicting reports, because in the other one, the Germans started singing first. So which is it, boys? Mm. Shouting to us, a Merry Christmas. Not a shot was fired at them or us all night, and it seemed the war had almost finished. Next day, Christmas Day, we had a short service in the trenches, and after that, we started going halfway to the Germans. In less than half an hour, we were busily talking to them and found they were quite longing for the war to cease. They asked us not to fire all day and said they would not do so. In the meantime, we exchanged cigarettes and tobacco, and I also managed to get several buttons and cap badges. Nice. Which I'm sure are great souvenirs to have. Great souvenirs, great memorabilia. You'll find those in a market somewhere now. Yeah. Have you ever been to the market you see some fellow who's got like World War mm. stuff yeah. just sat in a desk? They're yeah. not like his granddad collected. Aye. Mad, isn't it? Two of them with whom I happened to get in conversation were quite decent fellows and a cut above the others. That's such an English description of someone. Aye. You're a decent fellow. You're a cut above the rest. They were brothers in the 107th Saxons and being reservists were called up. One had a ticket for London with him and wow. told us that he was just going to London for a holiday when he was called up. Wow, and he How kept that How mad is him. that? Yeah, because I think he still wanted to go to London. Like, he just wants a holiday. Mm. Both said they were personally very sorry they have to fight against us, and the rest of the regiment were rather lower class and looked as if their good feed would benefit them. Taking them all round, they were medium age and rather well built. One fellow had an iron cross, which he kept in his purse. One thing that made us envious was their jack boots, which are just the thing we wanted. Mm. I'm assuming jack boots were like proper, proper leathery boots, boots, whereas they had just um, small shoes with straps around yeah. the ankles. And if you take them off, you're not getting them back on. Yeah, yeah, they're hard to get on. Mm. And your feet would be fucked as well. So it's best just to not see what's going on under the, underneath. It's like when a, you know, when like you play, you know, when you're a kid and you're playing football, yeah. you know there's a blister. Yeah. Don't take your boots off. When was it? I'm sure we played football. So we played football together in a tournament, and then I swear afterwards we were like, "I don't want to take my boots off." Oh, did you see my feet? Because yeah. I know there's going to be so much I dead skin. Go, I, I legitimately couldn't go to work the next two days because my my I got a blister on the back of my foot, on the bottom of my foot, so bad I couldn't walk. <laughs> and we were playing football for <laughs> not even that long. No, I know it was really bad. And then I was like, "I'm not going to take the boots off." And then when we finished, I took them off, mm. and people were like, "Oh my god, how are you still walking?" Because it was that bad. Yeah. It just shows that we really should, about that. We should get out more. <laughs> <laughs> so this last letter is from George Ashurst. Don't know who that is. Sounds like a top, top, top bloke. Cut above the rest, he was. Cut above the rest. Good fellow. We got orders come down the trench. Get back in your trenches, every man. By word of mouth down each trench. Everybody back to your trenches. The general behind must have seen it, the ceasefire, and got a bit suspicious. So what they did, they gave orders for a battery of guns behind us to fire and a machine gun to open out and officers to fire their revolvers at the Jerry's. Of wow. course, that started the war again. Oh, we were cursing them to hell, cursing the generals and that. You want to get up here in this stuff, never mind giving you orders in your big chateau driving about in your big cars. Mm. We hated the sight of the bloody generals, which I think in itself just shows how much power people should have because that general w- won't have to fight. No, no, he won't. won't. All that, gen- that general won't have military experience. He's melted. He's just born into a wealthy family. Yeah, he's melted in Blackadder. Yeah. <laughs> got given a position of power and just forcing the lower class to fight for you. And the lower class suddenly realised, hold on a minute. Yeah. Like, we don't have to fucking... Yeah. And, and, and that was it, you're right. Um, officers were of a higher class. Mm. You couldn't become an officer no. if you were from the working class. So it does show the, the, the power of just ordinary people if that lad's feelings were represent uh, you know went across with everyone else and yeah. they went oh fuck off yeah and they all turned on him 
there has you not that's not the thing if people don't want to fucking do things don't you do don't, it you don't have to do it don't do it if you don't need if you don't want to it's like I have we had this fucking lecture at uni it was a crazy crazy man and he was like if everyone in this country is so sick of the government why doesn't everyone just mass strike and then just watch the government fucking scramble did you hear about the um, the big strike in France last night yeah the French know how to fucking strike don't I, they I, I posted this on my, my social media I was like the French know how to do a strike yeah how to how to um, what's the word they know how to revolt it's like <laughs> In this country, we're raising the retirement age to 75. Oh, okay, they were not too happy, but we'll take it. In France, we're raising it to 62. No! Oh, no. Yeah, they were like, no, nah, get out. I'm not doing it. You want, you want, you. <laughs> Sorry, fair that's, play. That's what I was in you know photo. what? Fair play, France. I respect that. A, a population that holds the government to account. I think in England, we just let them get away with fucking murder. Aye. I mean, yeah, they had a traffic jam that's 130. No, is it 300 and something odd miles long? Jesus Christ. Because they all went on strike and the roads were just blocked up with people. And I'd like to put it into context, the, the the length of the traffic jam, it was on the outskirts of Paris, the yeah. length of the traffic jam is the length of the UK. Imagine being stuck in that. Yeah. Honey, I'm not I'm not coming home. Why? I don't think I'll be home in the next week. Yeah, I think it was like 391 miles. Are long. you cheating on me? No, I can't leave the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. If you want to bring me like some Pringles or something, please. Fucking hell, that's a, that's a hefty traffic jam. Yeah, proper hefty. Um, but... What I like most about this story, uh, we're both football fans. We love a bit of and football. It just shows you that football can mend every, anything. That's the thing. Like, that's like I'm an Aston Villa fan, and I'm on loads of like Villa pages. And what I fucking loved is through the election. This election campaign was so toxic, but all the way through the election, it kept being posted. No political talk. No political talk. And everyone was like, it doesn't matter what side politics you are. Like we all support Villa. Mm. And I was like, fucking love that. Yeah. I was yeah. like, we don't give a shit. Like, I could be sitting next to someone who has the complete different idea politically of me, mm. and yet we still want the same thing. Football has no sides. Football literally can just blend in and out of any border, yeah. any like, you know defence line. Um, it has its issues, sure, but it also yeah, has its it massive does. perks. But like, somewhat famously in, in Germany, you know, uh, during uh, the Cold War, when uh, it was East and West Berlin, yeah. you've got the football team um, Union Berlin. Yeah, yeah, still about now. It's still about now. Um, and then Hertha Berlin, Hertha Berlin which yeah. was in West Berlin yeah. um, and they used to just like cross the river to play each other yeah. and they were like there's no border that can define us or whatever and, yeah. like, when, and like when it came down they were like yeah we're rivals again now but it was like <laughs> for a moment like, they support each other yeah. you know? and in this sense it was like two nations are literally killing each other yeah. and they were like nah let's have a game of football it's like Everton and Liverpool like they fucking hate each other but when it comes to talking about the 96 they'll have like mass banners together yeah, like they're yeah, fully yeah. with each other for those that don't know 96 but, uh, it was Hillsborough where the 96 people tragically lost their lives because well it's up for debate what happened but the uh, the stadium was overpopulated and people yeah. were getting crushed yeah um, but yeah uh, but, uh, the only thing that makes me die as well is that you know, like you said there are, there are good and bad things to football and you can imagine they're like you know whoever lost if they're taking it really badly yeah and then everyone starts pulling out their guns <laughs> it's like no we're, uh, we're gonna play golden goal <laughs> <laughs> next goal wins it's yeah. my ball <laughs> yeah um no i like that it's it's a really really nice story if one it's a new music they call it if you want to call it that christmas miracle yeah um, and it just shows, how, shows much, like, how much football can bring people together for the sure world. and it just shows how much power people have and how we don't have to kill each other yeah, man, I love that story. Um, it's amazing. Honestly, do look it up as well yourselves. You know, there's so many stories of that. Unfortunately, a lot of those soldiers were redrafted somewhere else because obviously they weren't able to fight each other the next day. Yeah, and they all got threatened to be killed and stuff like. Yeah, that. you'll notice. Yeah, a lot of um, uh, soldiers would be threatened with um, 
firing squad for um, fraternizing with the enemy. Yeah. Um, so that was never that never happened again because they were threatened so much by yeah. that. They were like, you would ever do that again, you'd be Because imagine if you're invading like the trench opposite and you're charging, you see someone that you were having a chat with and smoking, you're like... Yeah, you exchange a cigarette with him. I like, I know about your family now, like, yeah. and I've got to kill you. Like, yeah. I know you've got a little yeah. boy. Uh, if you get a chance to, guys, uh, check out Sainsbury's Christmas advert. Yeah, how, what year was it? I think it's 2014, year, was it? The Sainsbury's World War. Just type in Sainsbury's World War One advert on YouTube, and it'll come up. And basically, they did. Uh, basically, they did a reenactment of what of that time, mm. and of you know, I think his name's Otto, which is without a doubt the best Christmas advert there's the ever been. It's the best Christmas advert. It is the best Christmas advert. That's set the bar for all of the Christmas. No, nothing's come close. Nothing has come close. No, uh, but it's beautiful, and you watch it, and you have a little t- tear in your eye, like when you watch it, and you think, oh, this is fantastic. It's it's really, really, really well done. Definitely check it out. Sainsbury's yeah. World War One Christmas advert. Good Um Speaking of, we're going on a little uh, Christmas advert tangent here. Um, Sainsbury's have got absolutely nailed it. We briefly spoke when we first recorded this about John Lewis. Man, I love it. I still, even when I see him today, like my heart fills now, up. Now, um, if you if you haven't seen it by now, which you, you must have, it's two days. It's t- Christmas is tomorrow. Unless you're like international. Christmas is tomorrow. You have to have seen it. Unless you're international, check it out. John Lewis 2019 Christmas advert. It's fucking awful. See, I love it. James I loves love it. it. I hate it. Excited Edgar is so cute. Edgar the dragon. He's so cute. If you haven't seen it, right, go watch it. But if you're not even going to watch it, I'm going to tell you what it's about. <laughs> there's this little village. There's this fat little podgy piece of shit. It's, like a, it's like a Victorian village as well. Is it? It's old timey. It's old timey, but I'm not sure if it's got any sort of... I don't know. Cause, uh, I don't know. Either way, it looks terrible. Uh, you've got little podgy Edgar. He's... Um, what is it? He wants to get all Christmassy, but he keeps like sneezing and blowing fire and burning he, he everything wa- he down. He wants to join him at Christmas, so like there's some people making a snowman, and he gets really excited and wants to help build the snowman, but he gets excited and like fire comes out of his nose, so he melts it. He wants to ice skate. And burns he the tree down, he doesn't he? He accidentally burns the Christmas tree down because he gets too excited. And, and then, then this little girl has an idea. But then he runs away, and in, in his house he's very sad because he just wants to get involved and be accepted, but he gets so excited that he can't. And then the little girl, she knocks on his door, she's got an idea. And the next scene, he's coming into the big hall where they're all having their Christmas dinner. Yeah. And he's sat there and everyone's like, oh, it's Fat Edgar. And then he sits there with a little fucking Christmas pudding in his hands and he breathes fire on it and he lights up the Christmas pudding. And everyone's like, oh my God, Edgar, you can come back in. But his little face in that moment when he's like, oh my God, I'm being accepted is oh, the disgusting. most heart melting thing. He's horrible. He's disgusting. I told you this before. He's made, he's made genuinely, he made children cry. Well, children he looks that wrong. Minion. And John Lewis apologised for it. Like it's the thing terrible, is, like the cuddly toys of him don't look like the advert like i'd get one if they look like him but it doesn't <laughs> what is it now um uh is it aldi or lidl have got kevin the carrot yeah uh, aldi <laughs> and everyone fucking fights over it it's like, sell, why? they sell kevin the carrot and people absolutely why, love it why are you fighting it's over this carrot, carrot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a carrot Just calm down people oh i love that no in the uk there is genuinely it's a an fight war. There's, yeah. a, there's a war if we're going to stay on top of it, yeah, there's a war between companies to make the best Christmas advert. It's even bigger than Christmas number one album. Yeah, I'd say. So who won it this year for you? It's as big. Uh, oh, oh, for me, um, what has there been so far? So Sainsbury's was the little boy who was caught stealing oranges, or but he wasn't actually caught, and then it turns out he's Father Christmas. I haven't seen it. Have you not? It's I quite, it's seen quite it. nice. It's very fucking yeah, uh, very high budget. The only one I have seen is John Lewis. Really? I've, I've really missed all the other ones. Uh, Sainsbury's Lidl or oh, Aldi was um, the leafy blinders I haven't seen that where it's like peaky blinders or the sprouts nah that's only got voters in Birmingham 
Um, <laughs> no, I'll tell you what's the best Christmas advert. Uh, Coca-Cola Christmas advert. This is the same every year, Same isn't it? every year, but why, why, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm. It's brilliant every bloody year. I think, I think year. for me, it's got to be John Lewis this year. He put, like, Excitable Edgar is the best. Nah. So nah. cute. Edgar is awful. I don't like it. I don't know he how is, people like, his little, his little face. So yeah, he just wants fine. to be accepted. Um, but yeah, Christmas advert war, man. That's so funny. Christmas advert 100%. And every year, everyone gets really excited about it. Yeah. About like, oh, when's John Lewis releasing theirs? When Saints was... John Lewis and Saints was probably the main ones. And then Coca-Cola is just the same. And when you see the Coca-Cola advert, you know that Christmas is here. Yep. That's in the UK. That's how we know that Christmas is now available. You're allowed um, to put your decorations Tesco's up. Tesco's this year is kind of, it's kind of cool. Tesco's done one? Yeah, it's like... It's an online delivery driver. Oh, and he's going uh, through he, time. He's, accidentally, he's a time machine, yeah. and he's like he's delivering food to like different points in history. That's, that's quite right. a cool idea. Yeah, it's a nice, novel idea. Have you seen the McDonald's one? With the dog, yeah, yeah with the, the animated. Dog. That's kind of cool. My mom loves that, and yeah. the end, it's like the dog with the antlers. Not to have a go at the little kid, right? But when she's all animated, because it, it's like well, it's in Gromit like, isn't it? Mm. Um, when she's all animated. Yeah, she's like a cute little girl. And then when you see her in real life, she's got two front teeth missing. And she she smiles and you go, what the fuck? <laughs> it's really weird looking. Um, um, I can't think of any more. Yeah, they go at McDonald's because McDonald's are giving away, like, they call them reindeer treats. Yeah, carrots. It's just like carrots. It's good though, getting kids eating their carrots. Yeah, but are they getting them to eat the carrots or are they getting them so they can stick them on the plate? I don't know. What age did you stop giving Santa mince pie, carrot <laughs> and milk? <laughs> my mum's in the next room and just said 22 <laughs> and for context how old are you James I'm 24 um, I honestly can't tell you maybe 9, 10 yeah maybe 8 I don't know mum about 8 oh really my mum's in the next room my mum kept it going for quite a long time I mean we, we were in our teenage years and she still did it and I think is I don't know why because it's it's not that it's not that me and my sisters were believers in any way and my mum not at all. Mm. It was just a habit. She went, oh, we'll get, we we had to get to the point where she was like, "Oh, I've got your mince pie for Santa." You're like, "Mum, mum, you do realise?" It's like we had to tell her, <laughs> "Mum, you do <didn't laughs> realise." Sorry I, to spoil it. <laughs> I think for me, it all came crumbling down on one day. I think I remember in one day, Santa, Easter Bunny, and Tooth Fairy. All in one year. All, all happened. Mate, that's a terrible year. Because I'm pretty sure I remember turning to my mum being like, it's not real, is it? Because I just had a tooth fall out and she still had my old tooth in her pocket. I have that memory. <laughs> You've still got it in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it? I think it all came down in one day. I'm pretty sure my brother... How did you prob- find out about Santa? My brother probably told me. He's a dickhead. He uh, probably, uh, probably see, I was the room. oldest, so the burden was on me to tell my sisters. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I actually can't remember. I, uh, I used to write letters as well. Uh, so that's how I found out. I I was a savvy little kid and I thought I'd do a little scientific experiment. <laughs> so I wrote a Christmas list, uh, not list, I wrote a letter to Santa. Mm. And at the bottom of it, I was like, Santa, if you're real, sign this at the bottom. Yeah. Foolproof. You know, I'm like yeah. eight. Yeah. I left it downstairs. And then next day, Christmas Day, mm. there's presents. It says from Santa. Who can argue with that? I looked at my letter, signed by Santa. Fucking hell. You can't argue there's with that. There's evidence. Not only is it signed by Santa, red glitter. Jeez. Red glitter on the letter. I was like, I mean, that's it. That's what, it. That's what, falling off his red coat. What more evidence do you need? And then I looked in the cupboard. There's red glitter. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's ruined it. I remember my, oh, I used to get letters written back in like gel pen. Nice. Oh, gel pen. Did it smell? Oh, Smelly I gel pen. I don't know. Pens. It was like golden Whoa. gel pen. Oh, I love that golden. Yes. 
but you know, back in like old, like I want to say not older, like twenties, thirties, because a lot of ho- homes didn't have chimneys. Kids would just leave their front door open, so right. Santa could get in. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and other parents would be like, "Yeah, you leave the front door open." Different time, innit? Yeah. Weird. Well, I mean, we don't have fireplaces now. That I'm looking at one right now in your house, but our main one's in the other room, and it's still tiny. It doesn't even fucking go anywhere. Oh, I want to know. Right tonight, Santa's coming round. I want to know. They were saying like someone said like he'd have to visit like so many houses in a second to get around the whole world in one. Oh night. yeah, it's it's physically impossible. Yeah. It's, it's funny, isn't it? I love that. Um, have, you, magic. have you watched um, The Christmas Chronicles on Netflix? No. Watch it. Just watch it. It's good. Is it animated? Nah. No, no, no. Not animated. It's, um, oh, for God's sake, what's his name? Oh, it's completely gone out of mind. You know, the fella from uh, The Thing? Uh, no, 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 no. Wait. The Thing, as in the film The Thing? The film The Thing. He's also Star-Lord's dad in uh, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I know who yeah, you want about. Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell, that's it. Yeah. Kurt Russell was Father Christmas in that film, and he nice. is damn good at it. I do like it. We watched Elf the other day. I love a Christmas film. I need to watch Love Actually. It's not Christmas till I watch Love Actually. Oh, we watched it the other day. Good film. We Great got, film. We got it out. It's, it's been done. Fantastic film. I'm sorry. I'm just, your neighbours behind, their lights, Christmas lights, keep going on and off, on and off. And I think maybe what's happened is they've put too many lights on their house that they can't afford the bill. When they first put it up, it was blinding. Really bright, but they seem to have turned them off. It's not lot. very good content. Sorry, guys. No, just everyone's getting Christmassy around here. Um, so that's the World War One part done. It was quite, it was only short. I think it's a pretty moment in history that most people know about. There's not yeah. really many facts about it. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Really big fan of that story. We've had a chat about Christmas. Any more Christmas traditions like gifts or? Oh, uh, mm. have you done your Christmas shopping? I yeah, hope yeah, so. yeah. That's just going out on Christmas Eve. This is well, yeah, yeah. No, Christmas shopping is done at the time of recording. It's been done now. Mine's not. My last present was bought today. Um, what was it? I can't say that. <laughs> I can't say that. Do your listens. family listen to this? That's the test. Well, well yeah, and it. I don't think they do, but even if they did by accident. Um, <laughs> um, no, I won't say what I got. But they're all done. All my family is done. That's, that's all good. They'll all go under the present, uh, under the tree. Presents will go under the tree soon. See, we can't put our presents under the tree until the morning of Christmas because Woody, Woody would just decide that they're his presents and just <laughs> open them. Uh, no, we're quite lucky now. Our dogs leave them alone. I do need to get him a toy, actually. I need to get him a present. Yeah, this is the thing. Oh, we get our pets presents as well. We keep to keep them busy. You let you open, let them open theirs first. Yeah, yeah. And then they just sit there and chew. We normally get our dogs like a big, big bone. Yeah. And that's them done for the day. See, Woody, Woody loves his cuddly toys, so he'll do that and then he'll try and bury it, and that will keep him occupied for a couple of hours. <laughs> um, yeah. No. In terms of like a Christmas uh, tradition, almost like a schedule, a rota, you might call it. You know, mm. what happens in the day? Uh, when I was a kid. I couldn't sleep. No, absolutely not. Mm-mm, couldn't sleep. I'd be up till like three in the morning. Yeah. Maybe. And then I'll oh, maybe doze off like and half And it's hour. the longest night of all time. Yeah. I, I, well, I normally wake up then about half four or five. Because obviously you're a kid. You don't have a laptop. You don't really have a phone. Oh, back God, at, yeah. I had none of that. Back in the day when we were kids. No, I just... I, do you know what I had? I had a VHS TV combi. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, boy. It was it was a 15-inch TV with a videotape on it. And I would just like put my favourite TV on there. What I used to do, um, you remember the old blank videotapes? Yeah. We had a recorder. Mm. I used to record like Nickelodeon or oh, or like uh, okay. you know remember Fox Kids? Yeah. I yeah. used to record the the episodes. Yeah. Like the the, the the TV for like the day. Yeah. Like Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever. And then I was like, I've got a video of Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, nice. Drake and Josh, all that. I had that on video, and I could just <laughs> sit there and watch that all night. 
Um, I think I used to just sit there and just stare at the ceiling. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I, had a, I was a bad child in terms of sleeping. I just couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, no, you get up at like, what, five o'clock? I'd wait watching Yu-Gi-Oh! in the morning. Mm. And then I'd go wake my sisters up. Yeah. Watch them open their stockings and whatever and their presents to see what they've got after I've done mine. Yeah. And then we'd argue about who wakes mum up. <laughs> and then like we we learned that if you brought up a cup of tea when you wake mum up, she weren't too bad. Yeah. Um and then uh and then yeah, and then we'd all go downstairs, open some presents and then play with them. Mum start cracking on with a dinner. Yeah. Nowadays as we're older, you get up at normal time. I I sleep oh, normally. I, me and my brother have to be woken up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got out of bed relatively late. Uh, anyway, that's just what I do. I get up at you know normal time, open my stockings. So I'm like my sister, all right, yeah. at Christmas. My mum's normally at work. She's a nurse. So she's it's a shame, isn't it? That the magic just like it does does down a little bit. Well, she you? she got to work and she'd work till about twelve o'clock in the afternoon because as I said, she's a nurse. People got to get yeah. healthy and be you know looked after. And then uh, and then yeah, what we do is we cook ourselves breakfast, crack on with the Christmas dinner ourselves. Oh, so okay. we start it, and then she come in. Get undressed. She whack a jump Christmas jumper on. Yeah. Start cracking on with a dinner with us. I start having crack out the gin. Yeah. Start drinking. <laughs> we have a good old merriment, and then my nan and granddad come over. We'll all have a Christmas dinner together. Yeah. And then um yeah just open presents after then. Now we oh. used to do them early in the morning. Now we do them in the afternoon. Do you? Yeah. So yeah, I can yeah. tell you what my what Christmas day is going to be to the minute because every year is the same. Uh, I'll, well to be fair, when I was a kid I used to not sleep, but I'll wake up about. I'll probably get woken up about. Maybe eight. That's a good time. I think I'll get woken up about eight. Me and my brother will get woken up, and then we'll open the stocking. I don't know. I think we stopped doing stockings, actually. Yeah, we stopped doing them, I think. I can't oh, actually stockings remember. Stockings magic, man. I can't actually remember. I don't know. Oh, we got to a point where I would I would go to bed later than my mum. So my mum couldn't come in the room and put the stocking <laughs> at the end of the bed. She just left them on the landing. Yeah, fair. <laughs> oh, well, I can't remember what year we stopped doing them, but we just leave everything under the tree now. And then we'll come downstairs. We'll open everything, and then my nan and granddad on my mum's side will come round about... Nine, half nine. That is accurate. Stay for about an hour. And then we'll just all potter about a little bit, get dressed, and then we'll go over to my dad's parents for about half, half twelve, mm-hmm. where my auntie and uncle and two cousins will come as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll sit there for a little bit. The champagne will get popped. We'll all have a glass of champagne. Ooh. And then we'll go into their lounge. A little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> we'll go into their lounge and open up that lot of presents. And then... Everyone will just sit around and chat for a little bit. Then we'll have the starter. Then we'll have the main course. Then we'll have the dessert. And then we sit and chat for like maybe like another 45 minutes. And then we come home. And then usually I'll go upstairs and do whatever. And mm. then this year I'll come down and watch Gavin's Day see while falling asleep. I'm not looking forward to it. You're not? Mm-mm. Do you think it's going to be disappointing? Too much hype. Too much hype like Jared. That was Joker. I do, I do feel like the, it comes to the point with series where so much time passes, you lose the kind of momentum. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're absolutely right. I didn't think about that. Momentum, it'll be gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not really looking forward to it. We're gonna look I hope they don't ruin it. The only, do you know what the only thing I really am looking forward to? Pam what? and Mick. Yeah. That's the only thing that I'm genuinely... Pam like. is oh, so good. She makes Gavin and Stacey for me. Yeah. Oh, my Christ. <laughs> oh, Mick, I love the drama. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the drama. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Mick. Oh, I love her. I love her. I'd, I'd <laughs> die for her. Uh, anyway. So, that, I think that will wrap up nicely. Yeah, that's I hope that's got you guys in a nice Christmassy mood. Like, what's your Christmas like? Let us know. Um, I don't know. Drop us a little email or something. Tell us, hope you have a good Christmas. Let us know, you know? Yeah. And if Drops you're not listening to Christmas, that would have been really weird. 
yeah, don't listen. You probably this will, this will go down as Christmas episode. Yeah, so you, don't listen to me. You're just listening to this in like the height of summer, being like, "Well, fuck, feeling yeah. Christmassy now, and it's August." Sweating with the AC on. Yeah, because um, global warming's killing us all. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Check us out on the social media: uh, Instagram, that's what people do. Podcast, Facebook, that's what people do. Twitter at that's WPD, and just hit us up, drop, drop us a little email to say your Christmases. What's your plans for Christmas? How does it work for you? Uh, that's what people do. Podcast at gmail.com. And I think all that's left to say is uh, we wish you all a merry, merry Christmas. Merry, merry Christmas! And if you aren't celebrating, then have a nice day. Yeah, enjoy your day. Have a good one, and see you later. Have a good one, Tara.